What it do? Sports world. I have uh, a lot of insider information. Some of it relating to Carson Wentz penile problems causing the Eagles to fall into disarray. Can't wait I to heard it. it with the I heard it just fell off in the shower, and Doug Peterson sucked it right up with his mouth and put her back on. Yeah, and then, and, and now, uh, on in addition to being on the hot seat, Doug Peterson. He's got he's got cold sores all over his lips, and everybody's looking at Carson with three eyes. Yeah, those pimples on Carson's neck weren't pimples; they're <laughs> herpes. Turns out they can show up there too. They can show up in a lot of places. Uh, look, this has been—I haven't watched this much sports in I don't know how many months. Like Dude. since Thursday of last week, every day has been a great sports day. Or just something to watch. Like it was Thursday was Thursday night football with the Dolphins. Friday I had the Heat Celtics. No, was it Friday? No, it wasn't. It was Friday. Friday. It? It, was. it was. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was Friday. Friday. Yep, Friday night. Friday night. Five. Game five. And then Saturday I had Gators at noon. And then Sunday I had the Heat, but I also had football all day, which was it's great. Yeah, that was a, Sunday was a great sports day. All in all, even yeah. though it didn't go totally my way. It was still very fun. Well, you got a nice little win there for your Buccaneers, the first place Buccaneers. Ended the weekend in first place. Felt pretty good. Overall, I would say for both of us, these past this past week has been very good for us sports-wise. And at sports-wise, least, you yeah. Know, more than one way for each of us. Yeah. So I guess uh, you want I want to congrat congratulate the Tampa Bay Lightning on winning. Uh, what's what's is their third Stanley Cup? Uh, only the second. Only, only the second. second. But hopefully the the first of many more to come. I felt like I mean I won't go too much into it because fucking no one gives a shit. About I didn't watch I didn't watch a, a second of it, but I know that but they won. I've been watching them in the uh, the playoffs for like the past five years, and they've gotten so close so many times. And then last year there was like that sweep when they were like the one of the best teams yeah. in NHL history, and they got swept in the first round by the eighth seed. Very embarrassing. They came back, they beat that same team, they beat the Bruins, and then just went all the way. And they are going to do a parade in Tampa uh, tomorrow on Wednesday. Fuck yeah, dude. Sanders is opening it up. Fuck it, bro. Hey, COVID doesn't attack Mask Tampa. off, like Future said. Mask off. Mask off. <laughs> Go Bolts. Go Bolts. <laughs> but yeah, uh, very fun to watch. Very fun. Happy for you. Uh, shout out to uh, college football actually starting this week. That's yeah. a rib because Seems it started like four okay. weeks ago. So but far, no, so far, so good. I think uh, I think the just interconference games are really just helping helping the. I think just having the con- like people said the NCAA the NCAA should have taken a bigger step. They should have like they should have been overseeing this whole thing. But I think. They're so incompetent that I think that like letting each conference just deal with it their own way, their own tests, their own protocols, I think was the way to go. Because ACC looks like it's off to a good start. There's been no positive cases. They've been going for four weeks now. And the SEC started this week. And let me tell you, there are fans in the stands at these games. Yeah, There's uh, no... (laughs) Ole Miss, there's there's a lot of people there. Uh, every every game going for there, there's not going to be a game without fans in the SEC. Maybe if it gets to the championship game and there's a second wave, maybe in Atlanta there's no um, no uh, fans. But I think there'll be fans. Yeah, there'll be fans. There'll be but fans. just a good first week. A lot of little upsets. We got a Mississippi State with Mike Leach's first game upsetting LSU at home. Yeah, that was crazy. 
That was really crazy. Uh, fucking their uh, Mississippi State's quarterback, Castillo, uh, Costello, 623 yards passing. I think he broke the record. Yeah, I think he did, or at least tied it or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was... Um, well, I think, didn't Geno Smith throw for, like, 700 yards one game? Geno Smith was a... No, I, I think so, yeah. But I, I think this is an SEC record. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And also, uh, the Gators won. I mean, I think next week's going to be a little bit more competitive. Uh, Tennessee-South Carolina was a really good game, if people didn't catch that. I didn't watch it, but I saw the highlights. Uh, looks like the t- Tennessee's... Somewhat decent again, but we'll see. Uh, I didn't mm. realize you guys jumped up five spots in the rankings to number three from number eight. No, we were number five. Oh, you were number five. Oh, I saw when I was watching the game. I thought I saw number eight. Yeah, we went from that. five to three. Um, yeah, Kyle Trask uh, tied Joe Burrow's record for six touchdowns in an opening game. Very impressive. Um, defense was a little sloppy, but that's to be expected. These guys haven't. Uh, had they haven't hit anybody? They only hit people. They haven't hit anybody really since the Orange Bowl game, and they've only had two p- padded practices. So yeah. I think the defense will definitely come along for the Gators. Not really worried about it. Next week we play South Carolina at home, which would be a good game. I think South Carolina is pretty decent this year. I like their quarterback, and uh, Will Muschamp always has a chip on his shoulder when he plays the uh, Florida Gators. Sure does. That's only it got for that my... chip on his shoulder while he coached the Florida Gators. Yep. I, I will not be updating you on any other college football scores. I will be only be covering the SEC because who cares about anybody else? Am I right? Uh, yeah, you're correct. If UCF does something special, I'll bring it up. But they have, I mean, they've done exactly what they should have been doing yeah. the first two weeks. They beat an ACC team, which is good. But Oh, uh, they beat Georgia Tech, right? Yeah. Yeah, but Georgia Tech's not really shit. So Yeah. Georgia Tech beat Florida State. Oh, really? Yeah, well, Florida State's really not shit this Yeah, year. Florida State sucks. They, and I'm sorry to say it, uh, they are terrible. They they hired the absolutely the wrong coach. And they should have hired yeah. Deion Sanders. They had the opportunity to hire Deion, but they didn't. But they hired this. He was, I don't, I don't remember his name, but he coached Memphis. Like, he was coaching Memphis, like, for the last oh. couple of years. Man. And they've had a decent squad, but, like, I don't know, man, like. Oh, Mike Norvell. Uh, Mike Norvell, yeah. They just look so bad. They look so out of sorts. Yeah. So out I mean, of sorts. He couldn't even really get Memphis like that much over the hump in the... Uh, in the MAC, the, right? In the, the, uh, all all Com- they're in the all same Mac- conference as UCF. Yeah. And UCF, yeah. like... I mean, I don't think UCF... Won it was Memphis year, and UCF, but... right? It was Memphis and UCF as yeah. far as, like, the two best teams. And, yeah, and anytime UCF played Memphis, UCF would beat them. Like, uh, I yeah. think... I don't know if they. I think Memphis may beat UCF in the regular season, but they played each other in the conference championship a couple of times, and Memphis could never get over the hump against UCF. Yeah. So I don't know why the fuck they did that. But I kind of just told a lot. Next week, next Saturday, I believe Clemson plays plays Miami. I will oh. be updating on you on that score because I think my people, the Miami, they're undefeated. They're pretty. They're like they're quote unquote back. I think they have a decent team this year. I don't. I think they're going to get blown out by Clemson, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I like the Eric King as quarterback for Miami. I think he's pretty pretty okay so far. So so far so good. But I don't think Miami's quote unquote back yet. That they've been quote unquote back so many times since yeah, since they, the great days. If they beat Clemson, they're back. 
Oh yeah, if they I'll beat Clemson, then I then I'll I'll throw up my hands like y'all are back. But if yeah. they if I am predicting like a, a two touchdown blowout, maybe like yeah. it, it would never look close. Yeah, people Maybe just some really garbage want time Miami scores. to be good because it's like if FSU is not doing good in the ACC, they no. need like another Florida team. Yeah, they need another they Florida need team. No, I I see no. If unless uh Jim, uh, what's his name? Uh, it's that stupid little rednecks name, little short guy for coaching Clemson. Um, oh, Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney. If he leaves Clemson, then I then I predict some sort of. Uh, downturn for them but it doesn't look like he's leaving i think he has if i'm him i would never leave clemson he has so much power there oh yeah he's like, like it's a he's a he has a job for life there pretty much he's worked himself into a nick saban kind of yeah there, so yeah for sure he's good he yeah. has no motivation to leave yeah he has and it's one it's like an a, sec team in the acc at this point with yeah, how they're recruiting and stuff um but that's it for my college football um I'll, I'll I'll continue to update you as as far as the SEC goes each week. So, yeah. I guess real quick, um, I I'm just thinking about baseball because the Rays are in it, and I didn't realize what the MLB's playoff format was going to be. But did you realize it's like a it's one like a, through eight yeah. kind of thing, and it's like best of three in series. So like, I don't really like that it's only best of three because any fucking team can win two out of three games. Yeah, um, the Marlins are in. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess Derek Jeter, I was just baby. By the whole thing. What what seed are the Marlins? Are they like would they have been in it anyway, or are they kind of benefiting from this? Uh, this I I don't. Format? Let me let me look. MLB standings. I know they beat the Yankees to get into the playoffs. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. That must have been an interesting storyline for uh, Derek Jeter. Nationally. Oh, yeah. So, so they wouldn't. They would have been just outside. But yeah. Oh, now they're they're playing the Cubs. That'll be mm. interesting. Yeah, Marlins Cubs, a little history there. What's mm. that dude's name? Uh, uh, the the guy who uh, caught that foul oh, ball. Oh fuck! What? Got I'm his life ruined by awful about, sports uh, fans. Is it like is it Beeman? <laughs> uh, Cubs and dumb. Let's see. Uh. 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 Cubs fan. Foul ball. Foul ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, Steve Bartman. Steve Bartman, that's it, yeah. Dude, I feel so bad because that guy is just like, he's like Life so, such a goofy looking motherfucker. That could have been you. That, that's something that, that, that's that's totally I, that could have definitely happened. That's why I feel so bad for him because I see so much of myself uh, in Steve Bartman. And I'm like, man. I was just trying to get the foul ball. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. Dude. Oh, man. Steve Bartman. Oh. It just, name, it just gives me chills just thinking about like how terrible that life's the life for that man has been because he got front row seats at the World Series or NLCS. He was probably so stoked <laughs> and it ended up being the worst <laughs> night of his life. <laughs> Dude, I remember the thirty for thirty on that. Like I remember like the secu- like they inter- they had like the whole security, like the whole security team working that night was interviewed, like the head security's like, Yeah, as soon as we found out we had to get him out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah. <laughs> They're throwing bottles and beer at him and like they had to sneak him out the they had to sneak him out like three different ways. Like they had to go through in the all all over Wrigley Field, like they had the secret tunnels and shit. It was a like, it was a hell of a mess. Yeah, I guess we should explain just in general for if, okay. if, on the off chance anyone other than us is watching um, <laughs> or listening. Steve Bartman 
uh, the Steve Bartman incident was uh, a controversial play that happened. Two thousand three. Thing, yeah, October fourteenth, two thousand three. It was at Wrigley Field in Chicago. The Marlins and the Cubs were in a uh, game six. Uh, the incident occurred in the eighth inning of Game Six. Chicago was up three nothing on the Florida Marlins, now the Miami Marlins, uh, and they were up three two in a best of seven series. Um, Marlins batter Luis Castillo hit a fly ball into foul territory in left field, so the Cubs outfielder was going to get it, but um, it was three outs. It was like it was about to be. It was like two outs already. It was that was yeah. going to be the final out, and then I think yeah, the then next they play. Yeah, would have gone to the ninth inning. Yeah, and yeah. Then, um, or at least the bottom of the eighth. And then uh, the Cubs outfielder was trying to catch it, but Steve Bartman, this really geeky white guy, is in the front row. Glasses, little hood on, turtle yeah. like a little turtleneck. Had like his. At uh, the ball. I mean, he, you could tell he was a real fan because he was listening to the radio broadcast on his headset, like what yeah. real fans do. Which is delayed. And, so he, which he is delayed. Know oh, that my someone's God. like running there or anything like that. You know, this is 2003 technology. Shit's not yeah. as uh, immediate as it is now. And he's like looking up at the ball. He doesn't see the Cubs outfielder running towards him. He catches the ball that the Cubs outfielder could have caught in the stands. Um, he catches it over him, so that way, um, you know the the Marlins stay in. You know, there's no you can't foul out on a fly uh, on a foul ball. So, oh, okay. So it wouldn't have been the third out. It would have been a, a the second out of the inning. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the Cubs allowed eight runs in the inning and lost the game eight to three. Which, you know, and Cubs fans are pissed. They blame Steve Bartman and all that, and that's why the 30 yeah. for 30 Shay like security had to rush him out. It's actually a really great episode of 30 for 30. Yeah, a really good one. And um, and the Marlins yeah, went on to win that World Series. Yeah, and it's total bullshit because it's like there's no excuse to give up eight fucking runs in an inning. That's not Steve Bartman's fault. <laughs> that's, like, so egregious. You know, if it was, like, 4-3 or something or it went 3-3 in extra innings, you could make the case, but fucking eight runs in an inning that's ridiculous like that's just a mentally yeah. weak baseball team so yep uh i guess we can start we can uh segue into uh the nba talk before we get into the heat celtics recap and then the finals preview uh doc rivers was fired well, i think they mutually parted ways mutually with the clippers ways. i wonder if the Paul George uh, thing had anything to do with uh, with Doc Rivers. I bet he was like, you was know, what? He, did he have the biggest eye roll? <laughs> yeah, was he the eye roll. Yeah. It was like this motherfucker that cheated on my daughter is trying to talk about. Commitment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm just not here for it. <laughs> you know, either it's him or me. So I guess it's Doc. Yeah, uh, I am a little shocked by this move. I think Doc is. I think Doc wasn't really the problem with that team. I think the, the problem with that team was that they didn't, they just didn't have that much time together. Like they, they were missing most, they were missing Lou Williams and uh, Montrez through the first half of that bubble. They came back, but they never really looked in sync. I guess you can blame that on the coaching, but but this, I don't know. I think a, a lot of, cause there were some questionable decisions, like in terms of, you know, I don't know how badly Doc Rivers won a Paul George there, but I mean, I'm sure that's not the biggest deal. A lot of people in the media were blowing up the um, his commitment to Montrez Harrell playing him, even though Montrez Harrell was just getting exploited yeah. on both ends in those last three games. Um, and Doc Rivers, that's why like the being the coach and team president, it like never works out in basketball for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and he 
Doc Rivers probably is having conversations with Steve Ballmer about bringing back Montrez Harrell on like a big deal, and Steve Ballmer's like, I don't want to pay this guy twenty million dollars a year to be basically unplayable in the playoffs. That seems stupid. So I wonder if it's just getting to a point where they're just butting heads about too many roster decisions and the money and all that, and that that might be what what led to it. I wonder. Because I'm looking at the the openings, and I guess you could say maybe Doc would go to Philly or something like that. But I wonder if Charlotte would consider firing um, mm. James Borrego and then uh, MJ and Doc Rivers. You know, um, I think the Philly thing because like right now there's rumors that uh, Mike D'Antoni is looking at that Philly job, but I, I would I think Doc works in Philly, and I think it, it as a I don't know. As a Boston fan, do you want to see Doc in Philly? No, not really, because I think Doc would be the guy that could actually light a fire under Philly's ass and like get yeah. them to that next level. Um, I which agree. Would concern me, but I, I've, in terms of like a totally unbiased, um, objective point of view, I think it's a, a good match. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree. I think Doc works way better in Philly than Mike D'Antoni. And I honestly, I, I I'm not a big fan of Mike D'Antoni at, at all. And I, I think he's kind of overrated. I don't think he. I think his offense, his whole worry, focus on offense, defense comes next. I think is just so blasphemous. It's really boring. It's really boring it's basketball. I think Mike D'Antoni. I don't know, man. I hope yeah, he doesn't get a job. But if he does too. get a job, I'd probably if he's looking to the East, where he'll probably have a little bit more success. I think Indiana is the best basketball fit for him in terms. Yeah, of, like, they got shooters basically everywhere. Um, well, he's not going to have Victor Oladipo if he goes there, because Victor Oladipo said he's looking to play somewhere else next year. Looks like oh, he's he, out of Indiana. He came out and, and said that. Well, yeah, man, Indiana really can't catch a break with stars. Um, they yeah, they should definitely trade him to hopefully Dallas or something like that would be a yeah. good fit for Oladipo, and just keep getting more shooters because I think Brogdon would be a good D'Antoni point guard. Yet T.J. Warren, got yeah. Miles Turner, Demonis Sabonis. They got guys that could that can work. Now now I, I I texted you last night. The front runners for the job, which I think it just should be Ty Lue for the Clippers job easily. Yeah. He has championship experience. He's he's familiar with the players on that roster. I don't think he he's not going to demand roster moves or like uh, want to be in like on the salary stuff like Doc is. I think if if you just give him a if you just Steve Ballmer tell just tells Ty Lue to worry about the coaching and worry about the players yeah. on the team, I think that probably that probably work out. Going to coach, coach whoever they give him. Yeah. But I and now the, the 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 this Jeff Van Gundy is not coaching. I'm sorry, Jeff Van Gundy is also rumored to coach the Clippers' job, and he is not coming out of retirement to coach he's the Clippers. Never coaching again. I don't. Think. No, he has the best job in sports. I think like, he's totally fine working for ABC, and he coaches for USA Basketball. Yeah, he's fine. What the fuck does he? I, I, he's I, fine. I, I, I just like honestly, it's so embarrassing. It's honestly, it's it's so shameful that people would bring up his name and not Mark Jackson's name. Because Mark Jackson yeah. is still young enough to where he can actually coach, and I think he's still a good enough coach to coach in the NBA. Yeah, I think he actually wants to go back and coach. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I think it's kind of like it's a spin in his face when when people bring up Jeff Van Gundy. They're like, "Look, Mark Jackson is a is young enough, and he has the fire enough. I, I believe he has a fire to coach a team, an NBA team at least." Yeah, he's another like, guy I would like to see in like Philly or Houston, like another yeah. guy that can really elevate the toughness of a 
kind of a group. But I also I love the Mark Jackson. I love Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy's chemistry on on the on TV. Yeah, I love as a it. fan, I'd rather Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson stay on that ABC team because that's yeah, that's the, the best, best calling. That's, that's probably the best, the best team. Yeah, best call. Yeah. I think we talked about if they could mix like if Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson would just join TNT. Oh my that would God. be great. That'd be great. And I, I wish either Dwayne Wade was on ESPN or Paul Pierce was on TNT so that they could shove them on the same show. Well, Dwayne Wade is on TNT mostly. Right. Yeah. yeah but I'm and Paul Pierce if, is on ESPN. Yeah. If one of them could come over like to the other ones thing, it would be great to see Paul Pierce and Dwayne Wade. Like, oh. That would be like big Chuck and Shaq energy for our generation. <laughs> that would be. They They do not like each other. No. Not. I feel like they'd be cool with each other. And they would like each other yeah. and work with each other more. But it's a bunch of shit talking between the two. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think Ty Lue was to me makes too much sense for the Clippers to make a head yeah. coach. He's a good head coach. I mean, like he has a championship under his belt. I mean, he coached against Steve Kerr and was down three one and him and LeBron like totally came like one of the best finals in NBA history. And assuming the Clippers figure it out, which I think they will you know, they'll be probably playing the Lakers in the conference finals next year. And yeah. that'll be a great storyline for the NBA, too. Ty Lue versus LeBron. Yeah, that'd so. be great. Uh, I, I don't know where Doc's going to go. I, I like your Charlotte idea. Yeah, I think that would be really fun to watch. But I know that Doc, I mean, the whole reason he left Boston was because he didn't want to do a rebuilding project. So Ugh. I don't think he's like really yeah. changed his mind. But that's probably like the one place where he can get the power he wants. I mean, maybe... Philly offers him that too because Philly clearly doesn't know what they're doing. So maybe yeah, Elton it's Brand is just wireless. <laughs> yeah, Elton Brand can get away with being the general manager if he just hires Doc Rivers as a coach president, and then you know that way he can pin any bad moves on Doc Rivers yeah. from here on out. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that's Doc Rivers likely ends up in Philadelphia. All right, I, think, uh, I I sadly I think that makes sense too much sense. They have the best. They, I think they have the best players with the with the head coach vacancy at this. Oh, Doc in Houston. Yeah, Doc in Houston could work too. Go back I think I like Doc in Houston. Yeah, and also you're staying in the West, and you can like really fucking give it to the the Clippers if you put it if you tr- if you put a roster together that's like somewhat capable of That's playing true. defense <laughs> yeah i think doc will be a bit more vengeful of the clippers and uh he is of the celtics doc and, never really seemed yeah. vengeful of the celtics but i definitely think there's some bad blood between oh the yeah clippers after this oh, yeah. year also um daryl morey loves big names and doc rivers is a big name true and maybe that's what maybe that's what uh james harden needs i don't know by the way i, I don't think I, I i they just gotta honestly they, you know what Doc should do? He should trade. He should trade for Montrez Harrell. Oh yeah, <laughs> he gets the hey, Houston job. Houston small ball, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude, Montrez Harrell at the five with that Houston small ball, I'd actually be like, that's a pretty. I would. I'd say now you kind of address the problems I had with that team. Yeah, it also kind of benefits the Clippers too, because then you get yeah. some more. You bolster that wing depth. Uh, yeah, and I think trade PJ Tucker. Yeah, trade PJ Tucker. Well, I don't know. PJ Tucker would probably be a pretty good Doc yeah. player. It's kind of what Doc likes, um, but. I think you could trade people like Robert Covington and yeah. all that. Because, I, I mean, just the the trade value of Robert Covington is insane to me for someone yeah. that is just like an okay player. I just don't understand how people value him that much. But I think Cabin Gelly in the Clippers is probably ready for that next step, too. He's like the center that they drafted in the first round, I think this past year, maybe two years ago. 
but I always liked him as a prospect. He's big. They should mm-hmm. just kind of roll with him as the backup to Zubak and uh, maybe mm-hmm. pick up a vet, maybe pick up Gasol or somebody and trade for some wings, exchange yeah. Carroll for some wings. They'll be good to go. Now, how do you feel about this, Doc Thunder? Because uh, I, I don't think, think that I, I think, think that Thunder. Do I, I don't think that Thunder squad is a rebuild squad either. I don't think so either, but I think they want to be a rebuild squad. Yeah, that's so true. I don't think that that'll end up happening. I and I just think Doc is like he's probably more for those like big nice markets. Yeah, I think yeah. Houston. I think it's Houston, Houston, Philly, and I think it's going to be yeah. a bidding war between the two of them. I think so too. Yeah, it's going to be the two big market teams. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I think Philly probably the best fit. I'm hoping for Houston. Me too. Um, I think that makes. I like. I like Doc in Houston. I, I. I really want to see him give it to the Clippers in the playoffs. Just like really fuck them over again. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Imagine if, if, if Houston knocks Houston. off the Clippers in the second round of the Western Conference playoffs. Oh my God, that'd be awesome. And hopefully, Doc <laughs> can make awesome. me enjoy James Harden again. Because man, yeah. I used to love James Harden, and now I just like really dislike watching him play because it's so boring. I mean, I'm not denying his skill. He's great. He's one of the mm-hmm. most talented, smartest Top players. Top 10 in guy in the league, for sure. For sure, no doubt. But it is just mind-numbing watching him play. It is yeah. awful. It's not fun. I want to turn off the TV yeah. every time I see him. Hmm. Yeah. All right. By the way, well, that's, my, that's Doc Talk. To uh, transition to the Heat Celtics, my professor just texted me, uh, Dion Waiters gets a ring no matter who wins the 2020 championship. How do you feel about that? Look. I know Dion, and I know if the Heat win, he's not taking that Heat ring. He's not going to take the Heat ring? I don't think he would. You know, he's going to sell it for some edibles? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the stipulation. If he gets the ring, he can't sell it. Not for at least a couple years. Can't okay. sell that ring. He's going to sell it at some point. <laughs> yeah. I'll put my money uh, on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Heat Celtics, game game six. I mean, was it game? Yeah, it was game six. Six, game right? Six, yeah. Game he six. Did it in six. He did it in six. Um, I was really nervous, man. I was honestly that whole day. I was just nervous, taking nervous shits, nervous farts every couple yeah. minutes. <laughs> it uh, and then it was a really, it was a really good game. Like I thought, the Celtics played their heart out the first half, and like I think they they played their heart out up till like the five minute mark in the fourth quarter when the Heat just like when Bam just said, "All right, I'm just gonna drive to the hole." Dunk it. I'm gonna take Daniel Thice. I'm gonna I'm gonna bend him over. I'm gonna oh, stick it in. Oh, and I'm yeah. not gonna I'm gonna pump it in. I'm not gonna pay for his Plan B afterwards. Uh, you know what, Daniel Tice, I'll give him credit. He managed to go almost a full calendar year with me thinking he was a starting caliber center, and then he played <laughs> Bam Adebayo. And I was like, oh yeah, this guy's a, this, this guy's a coming off the bench. This, this guy uh, look, should be getting twelve minutes a game max. Look, Daniel Thice is a nice is a nice big man coming off the bench for for any team at this yeah. point. I mean, the Celtics but, uh, still get a great game. And, and Brad Wanamaker, too, as a third-string point guard, which is what he was supposed to be. What a great pickup by Danny Ainge. But they put him in the second-string spot, and it was not good. So No. But they, the Celtic. Uh, but I got to tip my hat off to Bam, man. I I, I said he, he was the best player on that court that whole game. No questions about it to me. I liked, I love Jason Tatum, and I love Jalen, but... Man, Bam oh, is yeah. Bam's skill is his ceiling is so high, yeah. and he literally put in he just put his will on him, man. He leaned on him hard. He got the and one bucket that to me was just like, oh my god. 
and, and the then he game one uh, set the tone. oh the block in game one to totally set the tone yeah man that stole that the game the series, I think that yeah. the series was going to be a one-on-one series we'll uh, be if, looking at game seven tomorrow yeah I think, if that yeah if he didn't do that so that was a huge play huge play um and and did you see uh Duncan Duncan's Robinson's three to ice it? Did you uh if you see in the corner you see U D he do, he did a trust fall and like no one got him. Oh, <laughs> he <right>. just <laughs> fell back. <laughs> Let me what see if he, I can find it. No one's looking at Udonis in that situation. <laughs> oh my god. That and that was a nice pass by Bam like that was like Bam's passing in the last like his assist he had he had a nice pass to um to Jimmy for an easy bucket. Oh, well, we man, talked last about it earlier in the year, um, I think just a couple months ago, actually, and we were having the debate about Embiid or Jokic, and then we both were saying, bam, by this time next year, could be the next cent- the, the best center in the NBA. And it only took two months, and he's, I would say, the best center in the NBA. I mean, Jokic is fantastic. Yeah. But he doesn't have the explosiveness that Bam has. Doesn't have the explosive Bam has. I will say that he does have a better shooting touch for no no question about it. Mid range game and three point yeah. game, no doubt about it. But but you saw in the Lakers Nuggets series too. Every time yeah. they could in crunch time, if if they if like the Nuggets were shooting some free throws, they took Jokic off the court because they had to put Plumlee in for defense. They didn't trust Jokic to defend. Bam can stay on the court in any situation. And you have the confidence that he's going to make the plays that he needs to make. And he proved it against the Celtics. And I think that both the Celtics and the Heat are really, really, really good teams. I mean, we've been saying for a couple weeks that whoever wins that is probably going to win the finals. And I still believe that. You know, Lakers are the favorite. But I think the Heat have the best chance chance. at winning. Yeah, I think it will go seven. But I think the Heat will win. Hmm. Uh, I just sent you the clip of UD in the 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 hangout chat oh yeah let me check this out (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) duncan robinson by the way i thought played like shit most of the series oh yeah showed up big time in game six so did iggy man he has been oh my five threes five threes i was if the celtics had beaten the celtics or if the celtics had beaten the heat after that iguodala game I would have felt really good going into Game Seven, but that was just the whole team was just too much to handle in the fourth. Tyler Hero, yeah, great. That's big a future buckets. star. I, I hate. We talked about it before, but I'm just going to reiterate it. I just hate. I read all of them. These trade articles on Bleacher Report, and I hate. Obviously, every trade that's a Gordon Hayward for Miles Turner. That's a that's a negative. Despite how Gordon Hayward played the series, he was hurt. Miles Turner is not a better player than Gordon Hayward. Not even close. And the Tyler Harrow and Kendrick Nunn and wh- whoever salary filler for Drew Holiday is another bad trade. Well, how are you going to trade Tyler Harrow, who's clearly like a future <laughs> all-star in my opinion, like so to, to someone who hasn't made an all-star game and I don't even know how long, if ever. Yeah. That's just so I I, I don't stupid. think – I think the Heat, they really are – I don't think they're going to look to trade anybody, anybody that's to me and the, who's – the top seven players on the team, I think. I don't think they're tradable. I don't think Goran is going to be traded. I think Goran's going to be re-signed to a nice yeah. two-year deal until we figure out what we need. De- then until we figure out who we can get to can fill that scoring void. 
I think the Heat are just going to sit pretty until Giannis makes his decision on whether he's going to resign or not. I yeah. think that's the I think that's what the Heat are waiting for as far as roster moves go. Because I think if we get Giannis, we're going to win another title, no oh, doubt yeah, about the, it, with this the, squad. The twenty twenty, no doubt about it. Yeah. Giannis with our training staff and our coaching, he's going to be insane. I think it will literally take his, what what happened to LeBron. Like when LeBron got to Miami, he wasn't a three point shooter. He didn't shoot the three that well. All he did was run to the basket. He didn't have a post game. Comes to Miami, loses that first title, goes in the lab, goes with Hakeem Olajuwon, works on his incredible post game that what it is now, and then next season works on the three during the season, and then in the playoff in the playoffs, and then in the finals, he like he was killer, man. Like you gotta, you gotta. If you want to be great in the league, you have to take risks and you have to know what your situation is. Like Leonis is obviously not going to get any better with the Bucks. Sorry, I don't think that training, that coaching staff, or that training staff is ready to to, or has been. Like this is their first star player, and who knows how long? I can't even oh, tell yeah. you the last star player. Like the Heat are known for like training. Like we, you're going to come. You're going to be the most in shape player. You're going to be, you're going to be the best, best, well, like most coached player. You're going to like, we're going to take you into the lab. We're going to develop your game. Like there's no, it's a no lose situation. If he comes to the heat, like there's other teams like that. I think the Spurs are like that. I think I would say the Spurs and the heat are the only team that are really like, well, are good at progressing players to the next level. Not, not kind of run a scenario by you. Mm-hmm, sure. That, that might not make you happy. But gives me a, a a little bit of potential hope. Okay. If Giannis is the competitor that I think he is, let's look at it this way: the Heat sent him packing. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't want the Kevin Durant treatment, he probably shouldn't go to the Heat. But Giannis mm, I, I did agree. beat the Celtics, so you would get some media hate just because you joined a Boston team. We just both know that's how it is. But. <laughs> No one could say that you jumped onto the winning if, ship. No one could say that. So, but what would you? I don't know if Giannis works on the Celtics as well as oh, he, he, I don't, he works on the Celtics. He's fine. <laughs> he because he could just be the center at that point. He could be center. He could be small forward. He could be fucking whatever. Like Giannis is a player that truly doesn't have a position. So you're not gonna get like the fucking shitty Mike Budenholzer treatment. Where you have to play forward, Giannis, or you know, we'll give you a couple center minutes here and there, but like basically everyone's the same. Like the Celtics and the Heat, for that matter, both have a relatively positionless style of basketball, and they at least have players that do different things mm-hmm. so that they can That's adjust sure. to situations. Like that, this was a master class in coaching, I think, on both sides. Where, yeah, I mean, obviously, when Brad Spoh figured out that zone, I mean, like. Like the zone, they like the the Heat zone was like Swiss cheese. Like the last two games up to like that fourth quarter, the game six fourth quarter, where I I'm not sure yeah. what happened. Well, I think the I'm not sure just what just launched from the three point line. I think they yeah. got too nervous and they just yeah. they were rushing shots when they they got punched in the mouth and they just got they got dizzy. They started wobbling and they didn't mm. make the right plays. Yeah, I I, I think Brad. I think Brad did his best. I mean, the players just have to go out and execute the game plan at that point. Yeah, yeah. Brad Stevens getting a lot of shit, and from some people, and I, you know, people give Danny Ainge some shit too, and people give the players shit. I don't think it's really on anyone too much. I mean, if you're looking at it from the Celtics' perspective, yeah, they were the favorites in Vegas, but that's because they're the Boston team. You know, everyone always mm-hmm. bets for the Boston team, and at least in this situation, 
Boston versus Miami. But Miami, we talked about the the level of talent isn't that different and the heat have more veteran experience they have two all-stars as well they have a great coach they have a great front office they have a great training staff they have all of these great things and they just have more veteran leadership and more experience and i think that was the big difference yeah i mean spo has coached in what in uh, two nba finals coached through a playoffs he has like way more playoff experience he's been there before i think Brad is this is a this is a big stepping stone. I think this could either this is this has to be the big stepping stone for the Celtics going forward. Like I don't like if you get to this point again next season, you're in the conference finals, you should win it. Yeah. I don't care who you if you're playing if you're playing KD in the in the Nets and like they're all, and they're hot, then I would say like all right, you're playing against KD, but Right. It all depends on how he yeah, comes who, back. Yeah, but I still yeah. think the Celtics should beat the Nets. I think the Heat should beat the Nets. I think the Bucks should beat the Nets. All of those teams should be able to get past the Nets because you're dealing with a team that's going to be figuring each other out. KD and Kyrie, I'm sure, will have some chemistry, but you got to figure out what the rest of the team is going to look like around them because you know there's going to be some new faces in there. And then you also have Steve Nash as a first-year head coach. You should. Yeah. I, the Celtics should at least not get outcoached, and they no. shouldn't get outplayed. If they get outshot, that's one thing because you get yeah. Kyrie and, and KD there, but you should not get outplayed and you should not get outcoached. Yeah, that's, that's facts right there. I Same think it's the, a, the Eastern Conference going forward. Is a four, it's a four-team It's a four-team league right now, barring any surprises. Yeah. But it's that, Heat, Celtics, Nets, Nets Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so moving on to the finals. I am very excited. So many storylines in this, in this finals. We got Pat Riley going against LeBron. Pat Riley facing his old team, his old squad, his old franchise that he pretty much he put the he put the Showtime Lakers he he that he was a conductor of that whole thing. And uh, you got Miami, LeBron against the Heat, the team that he uh, the won his first championship with. I know he still has heart. He still loves the Heat. You can tell. Oh yeah, no, no doubt about it. That's no his, that's his college team right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's gonna be really. I am very excited. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not sure who's gonna. I'm not gonna say Lakers in seven or Heat in six or seven. I'm just gonna watch it as it unfolds. I'm very nervous. I mean, like today is the last day where I can like go go a day without being really nervous. I'm gonna be nervous all day tomorrow. I'm gonna be a bundle of nerves. I hope the Heat can get off to a hot start. If we can win Game One, then I'm like, we got. We could do it, but we gotta. It's uh, Spo. Spo has to. Has, I'm not sure what they're gonna do if, if we're gonna continue the zone over, which I think we should continue bring over the zone again. Just uh, tweak it a little bit, make sure the guys understand the rotations and the players. Because I don't think the Lakers have the shooting. Yeah, let, yeah. Let Contavious Caldwell Pope and Alex Caruso beat you. <laughs> yeah, we'll just take. And also, I hope Myers Leonard gets some minutes this in the finals. Just because we're gonna need people to foul Dwight Howard, we're gonna need we're gonna need bodies, and I think yeah. Myers and Myers also can shoot. He's he's he 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 can shoot a three. He's good for one three a game, and I think if we can bring Myers Leonard in to close out the first half, I I'd be happy with that. I think he he hasn't played at all in the bubble, maybe once a couple of times, but he he's he has six fouls he can use. Let's use four of them against Dwight. <laughs> You know, it surprised me, and I wonder if we'll see it again in the finals. But the uh, the Solomon Hill minutes caught me off guard. Yeah, it was weird because we were bringing in Solomon Hill instead of Kelly. Kelly hardly played the last yeah. two games. 
Well, I you, guess it was just a defensive liability there. Yeah, and the the Celtics know how to cook Kelly. <laughs> yeah, they want. I, I think Kelly Kelly is definitely going to make a return for these finals. That is for sure. Bro, I can't. I was really hoping that the series goes seven, so we can get another game seven Kelly Olynyk moment. Let's <laughs> go off for thirty. Okay. On go off for thirty, baby! I can't yeah. wait. I love him to hit a dirt fadeaway, a fadeaway over LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, and also it's weird how like the the whole 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 viewpoint of the Lakers totally switched like before the playoffs even started like people were like oh man the Lakers could get could get uh, upset by the Portland Trailblazers in this play in the playoffs they're like they they're playing horrible they're not shooting well they're like one of the worst bubble teams and they just come out and like they win like they lost what three games yeah in the playoffs? They, they they look yeah they've looked great so they've only lost they've won every series in five i think yeah so i I, part of me always goes to the conspiratorial mindset of like did they just build this narrative and did the lakers play shitty just so because they had it locked up and they really had nothing to lose because they won every game that they had to win yeah and i wonder if they just built this narrative so that way they could be like no one believes in us we did it (laughs) shut up at like you're the betting favorites Everyone believed in you. I don't want to hear that if they win. I do not want to hear that, even though I'm picking them to lose. Don't want to hear no one believed in them. Obviously, people believe that any team with LeBron will win. Yeah. I so. mean, I think LeBron just uh, – he he literally just uh, showed I, – I mean, you know, it's LeBron, man. I mean, he's going to show for the big games. He's never going to shy away from the limelight. He played a fantastic game five against the Nuggets, scored 38. I hope we have. I think. I'm not, I. I look. We just got the way you beat LeBron is you got to make him shoot it. You just got to make him shoot it. Just take him away from the basket. Take him away from his free throws. Just got. Uh, and uh, God, I'm so nervous, dude. I don't know what's gonna happen. I can't. I, I, I think this I, moment is what makes the Iggy pick so valuable because you yeah. got two guys that went against each other for a while, and like Iggy kind of knows how he yeah. rolls. Yeah, I think. Uh, God, I really. It's I'm gonna really be a good final for the man. Heat. I'm, I'm really, I'm really rooting for them. Yeah, because you, I don't know why you're rooting for it because you don't want the Lakers to get that next chip Fuck and tie you with the Celtics. It's not because <laughs> I don't even give a shit. They could win the next three, and I wouldn't really care about who has the most titles because I've only watched one in my lifetime. So yeah. I'm already used to the Lakers being the better team in my lifetime. True. But the fans are insufferable, and yeah. as much as I've like declined my internet usage on like social media platforms and shit like that, I can't escape it. I won't be able to escape all the comments and shit, especially yeah. given that our good buddy Jordan likes to keep me privy to all of the people talking shit about the Celtics online. So, <laughs> I always, I always love and ask for. Yeah, Heat Celtic, uh, Heat Lakers. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting one. I think well, this whole bubble thing has been a great experience. As a fan, I've enjoyed it. I don't think we'll ever see this ever again until oh, the next not. pandemic. Yeah, until <laughs> next until pandemic terror alert orange uh, next year. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I hats off to the NBA for doing a great bubble like. No, there was never any like doubts. There's no never a positive COVID test. All the player, uh, if there was a player who left, they handle it swiftly. Great job by the NBA. Great job by Adam Silver and the Players Association, Chris Paul and stuff, by just uh, rallying around and getting this thing going. Yeah, I will say though, I can't wait for fans to come back in full. I really like a lot of those 
those moments would have been awesome to see with fans. Like you think of like the band block and the AD buzzer yeah. beater and the OG Ananobi buzzer beater, all that shit. I mean, just the Nuggets coming back twice down three one. That was awesome. Yeah. Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray's start. Like we, you and I both were pretty hot on Jamal Murray. Like I think the last two seasons, but now he's finally had his coming out party. Yeah, he's officially like a star in the league. Like it's. Uh, I think the NBA going forward. I think this was a good thing. I really do. Yeah, and with the way things are going now, too, I mean, it looks like there's not going to be too much player movement to really tilt the scales in any mm-hmm. particular direction. If anything, it's just going to be even more competitive next year, too. So, yeah. I mean, this final should be great, and then next year we have another really good year to look forward to, which is pretty cool. It's a good time to, to be a basketball fan. For sure. Uh, now moving on to the NFL. What a week of NFL games. Started off with my Dolphins beating the Jaguars. Surprisingly, 31-13. to I was shocked by how well the Dolphins played. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick looked so good. I think he had a plus. He was His his quarterback rating was, I think, the best it's been with since, since he's been a Dolphin. Uh, don't see Tua starting anytime soon. I told you, I, Tua has been so engaged on the sidelines. Like whenever Ryan Fitzpatrick comes off, he's right there talking to him. Ron Wyron's Fitzpatrick touched on, on the touchdown. Like while they're driving, he's actually on the sidelines watching. Like some quarterbacks just sit down and watch, don't even like watch the game, just uh, chat with the players. He's actually engaged. I think we see two. I, I still think we see two at some point this season. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Yeah, but, Tua is going to be a stud, though. Um, yeah. I think uh, December, he might get the call. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I still don't see the Dolphins getting in, although that was a good win against the Jags. Maybe the Jags are as bad as we thought they were. We thought that Maybe. they might be a little bit better. Uh, so, remains to be seen. We'll see. But the Dolphins have played decent, though. They didn't get blown out by the Pats. They did not get blown out by Buffalo. It was actually pretty close at the end. Yeah. So, they I can mean, hang it's around. Just, and also, they they have like relatively no penalties. They're not killing themselves. They're playing really disciplined football, yeah, which I I love. Brian Flores is coached. Yeah, they are they are well coached team, well disciplined. Then we had a stinker of a game with 49ers and Giants. What a garbage game. God, the Giants are a disgrace. There's Just, no excuse <laughs> to to even lose that game, yeah, let alone get the blown shit out. out of you at home. Yeah, and. Uh, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast and Cousin Sal, he said uh, 40% of the 49ers salary cap was a playing today. Only 40% was playing today. That is an insane statistic. I I, I honestly have, I have no words for the Giants. I think they're one of the top two worst teams. <laughs> Yeah, them well, and the Jets. Them and the yeah, Jets, man. I can't really choose neighbor. between the two. Yeah, yeah. The Jet, the, well, I think the Jets are worse. Jets, I think the, the Jets, Jets are worse, man. The Jets are the worse. Jets are worse. The, okay, the Giants have a lot more excuses. The Jets have no excuses at this point. None at all. Uh, Washington Browns. I think it was, that was a game Cleveland should have won. They won it. It was pretty pretty close. I think Dwayne Haskins had through through three interceptions he kind of had an awful game. I think the first really bad game I've seen of him so far. Hopefully he bounces back. I think he will. But. Yeah, that was that was pretty rough by Dwayne Haskins. I, yeah. I watched a lot of that on Red Zone and uh, mm-hmm. it just seemed like he was making I but mean the Cleveland, the Cleveland was throwing away that game too, man. Like they they were they let the the the, the, the Washington football team was around. They they took around, hung around to like the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, I think uh, Cleveland will probably miss the playoffs again this year unless they figure it out. But I don't really know what's going on with Baker Mayfield. May- well, I guess new coach, you know. I'll yeah. give him a little bit more time for I write him out. But they, they haven't impressed me so far. No, not at all. Bengals Eagles, the first tie of the season. What an awful oh my game. God. What the most boring game of the fucking week. Right I here. hated this game. I hated this game. I had fantasy implications, so I watched a lot of it. And boy. Joe Burrow played decent. If he had some protection, man, they would have won this game. He was yeah. thirty one for forty four, three hundred twelve yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Eagles offense looks like total shit. It looked yeah, terrible. Awful. Let me see the Eagles. Carson Wentz. 220 he threw he threw 47 times completed 29 225 uh one touchdown two interceptions they ran the ball decently i would give him that i mean miles sanders 18 carries 95 yards that awful man Man. i don't know though he i don't want to call him a bust because he's played well before but man i think carson carson wentz is on his last leg there in philly um Raiders Pats, that was a decent game. I think it was a classic New England game. Just always beating you over the head. Scored way more points. Cam played okay. Yes, it it was a lot more entertaining. I think like once at the end of the second quarter, it was very yeah. very slow moving. Um, yeah. Rex Burkhead was like the fantasy sleeper. Of oh the my week. god! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Moving on, we had the oh my god for the third straight week in a row the Atlanta Falcons lose oh, after being up. That was so fun to watch. They gave that, up that twenty quarter. points in the fourth quarter. Dude, I thought this game was over three times in the fourth quarter when uh when so Nick Foles comes in for Mitch Trubisky. I think that Mitch is done in Chicago for the foreseeable future unless Nick Foles has a horrible injury, but. Nick Foles throws a touch that looks like a touchdown to Allen Robinson in the end zone, but it turned out to be an interception. After that, I thought the game was over. Yeah. But then Ryan Fitzpatrick and the fucking Falcons offense. Fourth down conversion too. Yeah. Yeah. It was like they they had awful, awful, awful things happen in the fourth quarter, and they still won. Yeah. It Insane. Was, I mean, the Falcons are on the ropes, man. If this this is gonna happen again, because I I had a feeling the whole time though. When it was still 26-10, like, after the Bears fucked up on those plays and Atlanta didn't cash in at least one more time, I'm like, the Bears are going to come back. And Nick Foles looked, you know, that interception was such a 50-50 thing. Anyway. Yeah, it was like, a 50-50 like, the ball. I wouldn't, I really don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't really put that interception on him. Yeah. That was just a play by the receiver, yeah. I mean, the, by the cornerback. From what I saw, but, Foles looked great. Way better than Trubisky. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the Bears are 3-0, and man. I think the Bears are in prime position to take that little second spot in the in the playoffs from yeah uh, i don't know who they play next week but i know they have um the bucks on thursday night and week five and that should be a really good game especially with it being like the brady full storyline that should be Mm -hmm. fun to watch uh then we have i think this game to me look you can look at it two ways rams bills i think the rams won this should have won this game i think the, the the referees totally stole this game from the rams yeah, uh, I wouldn't have called that penalty, but I do. In the replay, it probably is a penalty. But let me so see. I don't, I'm I looking don't at, hate I'm it. Look at it one more time. But I think it's a little ticky tacky, especially on the deciding play of the game. It's pretty ticky tacky. Yeah, I agree. And the ball was way off. Like it looked like yeah, it was, it was, it was uncatchable, man. Honestly, yeah. So 
either the receiver ran the wrong route or Josh Allen just completely sailed that. On How the, I I don't see the penalty on that man. I really just don't see it. I'm watching it right now. I don't see that ball was so over his head, man. He's got his hands on him for like eight, nine yards. But yeah, it was really far over his head. And it looked like the receiver was going to run the opposite direction because like Josh Allen's throwing it in the back corner of the uh, guns in the left corner. And the receiver, to me, looked like he was running um, like in, like an in route. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I have that right? Yeah. Yeah. He was running running into the middle of the field. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's. I would definitely feel a different way if I was a Rams fan. I can see the call. I can see that, yeah, his mm-hmm. hands are on him. But it's a lot, It's the deciding play of the game. That's kind of bullshit yeah. to me. You just got to let him play at that point. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, anyways, Bills won. Bills are 3-0. Rams 2-1. I still like the Rams a lot. A lot. I think they showed to me that they're they're a playoff team. Yeah, they showed a lot of character. They, uh, yeah. They, that was – a time where they could have given up on Sean McVay and they didn't. So I'm mm-hmm. going to officially go on the record and say I was wrong. This team is not quitting on Sean McVay this year. Um, then we have this. Uh, uh, I am shocked that the Texans are three and are zero and three. They lose the Steelers twenty-one to twenty-eight. I'm not just. I, I honestly just don't know what's wrong with this. I think the offensive line is giving them a problems for Houston. Yeah, I, they're not getting a good running game. I don't even think I don't think the the Steelers are that good either. I think the Steelers are a, a mediocre team, but man, the Texans I, I are just, just they just got fucked with the schedule. Um, yeah, I, they have another. I mean, the Vikings are obviously struggling too, but they get the Vikings next week, who are zero and three, who's probably like between the, them and the Texans, those are the two best zero and three teams yeah. that we have. They're better than most one and two teams, so it's it's just a rough road for them. I didn't expect them to to be able to sneak into the playoffs this year anyway because i just think they had too much overhaul in the yeah. offseason and yeah they just they they downgraded yeah. in my opinion i mean indianapolis is two and one in second place in that division i don't yeah. see them catching up anytime soon but the steelers man three and oh and they're not playing that yeah. great now i think uh i think they'll only get better but yeah uh, they have been. I think they've been pretty fortunate to get to three and zero. I mean, the Giants yeah. win was convincing, but uh, the last two weeks have been um, probably closer than they needed to be for a team that probably should be playing a bit better themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have again the Vikings own three losing thirty one to thirty against the Titans. That my was fun boy, game. my boy, Steven Gankowski. Six for six field goals. He hit. I he scored me twenty five points in the fantasy this week. Insane, insane. What a great week for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Vike. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Kirk Cousins is just terrible. <laughs> yeah, the Viking. Davin Cook looked great. Justin Jefferson yeah. looked great for the Vikings. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's looked really good. I liked him coming out of LSU uh, in the draft. Yeah, he's picked it up very um, quickly. But yeah, mm-hmm. the Titans without AJ Brown have been able to figure shit out. I forget who their their guy is. That um, I have to look up the stat. Raymond. Oh yeah, what was it Raymond Calais or something like that? Khalif or... Raymond. Khalif Raymond. That kid yeah. was catching some big balls, big yeah. old meaty balls, all day. They won on the back of uh, their kicker, which is always a great thing to see. Yeah, Titans are three now. As well. Tons three now, yeah, they looking like they're gonna clinch that division easily. Yeah, they've had some really close calls though. I think 
all the teams that they played are like pretty bad to below average. Like they yeah. snuck by Denver, they snuck by Jacksonville, they snuck by Minnesota. So, but they're in a weak division, yeah. so it might not matter for them. Then we have a, a boring game: uh, Panthers Chargers, twenty-one to sixteen. Panthers Chargers should have won this game. Yeah, Herbert came back to earth. Yep, Herbert. I think we got finally got some film on him, but he, he threw the ball forty-nine times. Jeez. Not good. Not good. And he he was thirty five for forty nine, three thirty, one touchdown, one interception. They couldn't run the ball on this on this Carolina defense. Austin Eckler was twelve for fifty nine. But they came they were really close at the end with that lateral play. Keenan no, Allen if if Austin Eckler would have made that uh would have caught, caught that last pitch, it was a touchdown. It was Damn. a touchdown. Yeah, I was really hoping the Chargers would win that, send the Panthers to 0-3. But the uh, Chargers play the Bucks next week, and I'm honestly not that worried about them. I mean, I, you shouldn't be. Their defense is hobbling right now. Yeah, with no Melvin, Melvin Ingram. Ingram out. Yeah, yeah, Melvin Ingram's out. And then we have uh, the one of the worst teams ever created. Uh, one of the worst teams ever put together. Jets lose seven to thirty-six to the Colts. Why? How Adam Gase is still the head coach right now in the as in New York? I have no idea. Just fucking fire him, dude. We all know you're gonna fire him. Just get rid of him now. Yeah. yeah why are they dragging Sam us out? Darnold? Sam Darnold looks like a shell of the what he was when he was drafted. I am so mad at that. The I hate the Jets. They must I be. hate the Jets. I hate them. I I've always hated the Jets, but now more so than ever because I really like Sam Darnold coming out of USC. I think he still has potential to be a starting quarterback. But man, he looked. He he just looks. He has spurts. He has like, like that one touchdown he threw was a great play by him. But other than that, he looks like a shell of what he once was. Where do you think so he goes? Sad. Assuming the Jets uh, draft Trevor Lawrence, where do you think he goes? Sam Darnold. Hmm. I gotta know, man. I gotta. I, I gotta see what's going. I think if Philip Rivers stays. If Philip Rivers has stayed, I think if Philip Rivers doesn't retire, I think Indianapolis would be a good spot for him. He just needs someone who's just going to coach him and be his friend. Like he just needs like a Sean McVay type, you know. He needs like someone who's like on his level, kind of understands where like where he's been. I'm not sure what team that is. Maybe it's maybe if honestly, I think the Vikings should just fire Mike Zimmer at this point. I'd so? like to. Yeah, I, I'm not. I think you've seen what he can do. He's he his offense is is like the way he coaches is not the way the league is going. You're going against the flow. Right. I just don't I just don't see him working there. I mean, I honestly I think they should just get rid of him, hire some young coach or hire a coach who like like uh, Brian Schottenheimer out of uh, the Seahawks. He's going to be a uh, the offensive yeah. coordinator for the Seahawks. He's going to be he's lining up to be the next big head coach uh fish for uh, in the offseason. Wherever he goes from, uh, Kansas City, if Andy Reid plans on sticking it out for a while, I think it's Eric Bielheim or something. Bellamy, I think he's going to stay there. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. I think him and Andy Reid have some agreement to where, and when once Andy's done, he's taking over. That's why. That's why I think we didn't see him get any interviews. I just think he probably turned them all down. He has a pretty good job right now, coaching the best quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, they locked Mahomes up for ten years, so really, I don't see Andy Reid coaching for another ten years. So he's. He's gonna yeah. be landing in a pretty good situation when he gets the yeah. call. He just, I just, he just needs a coach who's confident. I, I think Adam Gase is confident in all the wrong ways. 
he, he's he's like an arrogant. He doesn't need an arrogant coach. He needs someone who's going to be there for him. He, uh, Sam Darnold still, to me, has potential to be a great starting quarterback in this league. He has all the tools. He has the arm. He has the body. He just needs someone to develop it. And I, Adam, and when the Jets hired Adam Gase, I was shocked, and I knew that was going to be a bad thing for Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold is a down-the-field thrower, and Adam Gase is a dinky-dunky coordinator. So Yeah, I wonder if uh... – Oh, you know what place could work? Tampa Honestly, <laughs> Tampa Bay would be nice, but I think New Orleans, if if Whoa. it looks like Breeze is out, and I don't think Jameis is. Do you think? Do you think Jameis is going to start for this for the Saints sometime at some at some point this season? If Breeze is hurt, but no, they're like Breeze is still gives New Orleans the best chance to win. I mean, Jameis, it's really a wild card. He's fun to watch, but but at least he pushes the ball downfield. Yeah. He does, but that sometimes is great. Sometimes it kills you. You you never know when he's going to make the right decision. He's, at least Breeze mm-hmm. makes some good decisions, but I don't think Jameis. Jameis can come in and route, like rack off two or three wins in a row, but eventually those turnovers are going to come back to bite you. He's just yeah. he is what he is at this point. Now let me throw a little scenario before we get on to the rest of the games. Um, you're the Jets. You have the first round pick, and a team offers you. Their first round pick this year, uh, their their first. They, uh, let, me, let me think of a team has more than one first round pick. Um, if all right, if any team offers you the, their first round pick, say it's like a team in the eight eight to ten, they offer you the first round pick, the, all their second round picks, some third round picks, and some picks next year. Do you take it if you're the Jets? Uh, yeah, they need help all over the field. And if you, if they believe in Sam Darnold, then um, then that makes it a pretty easy decision. But they they're I don't know I don't know if they're gonna believe in Sam Darnold though. And, and at that point, yeah. you, if yeah. it depends on if they're sold on Trevor Lawrence or not at number one. If they like another quarterback better, then yeah, I think you trade down, you stack up as many picks as you can get because they need help everywhere. everywhere. They yeah. look terrible in all facets of the game. Yeah. So they just I think have... it's it's definitely something I think the Jets are going to be thinking about if they do end up with the third, with the first round pick with the first pick in the draft. Yeah, it's just unbelievable that they have to blow it up again. Yeah, it's, it's pretty I mean, disgraceful. I mean, because like, what can you get for Sam Darnold at this point? Like, what a seventh round pick? Like, you're not going to get shit for him. Yeah, I mean, you could probably get a team to like create a a day two pick, maybe. Yeah, believe. I think if that, but, I don't know, man. I don't. I think a lot of teams are just gonna like wait it out because there's not really any team in a dire quarterback situation yet. I don't think. I mean, there's some people that can definitely choose. To I think. I think the Vikings are in a dire quarterback situation. Yeah, they. Might I think be. the Vikings. I, I. I think like Kirk Cousins. I think is their biggest problem. <laughs> but they're probably be in a good position to draft somebody. Like yeah, they can draft their own guy. They don't necessarily need and there's, to there's, swing there's for like, for Sam Darnold. I, I think this this quarterback draft is pretty deep. Uh, I think Justin Fields is really good. That guy coming out of um, North Dakota State, I think his his draft stock is jumping up depending on how he does the rest of the season. But I think if you if I think Justin Fields is a really good second pit quarterback coming off the board for any team. Yeah, I like he's definitely the way the league is going. He's athletic. He throws. He has a great deep ball. I'll be honest. I like him I a lot. like Justin Fields more than Trevor Lawrence personally. I know that Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence will go first, but I I like Justin Fields more. I think just Trevor Lawrence is a better passer and just a 
he throws the ball. He's he is he was made in a football lab. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's no not it's very close between the two. But yeah. I would I would prefer I guess just with I think of it through the lens of like my team and I would probably I could see Justin Fields having more success with our personnel than um, mm. Trevor Lawrence, but that may not be the case for you know a lot of other teams. Mm. Uh, moving on, Cowboys Seahawks, great game. Russell yeah. Wilson is so good, dude. This is probably he's his MVP awesome. Year. Yeah, it this seems is like it. they're really pushing that narrative, and he deserves yeah. it. He's the dude, insane. Let me read his stats. Russell Wilson. 27 for 40, 315, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. And the no none of their runners eclipsed 100 yards. It was just an air raid offense. DK Metcalf had that awful play, but to me, he uh, as far uh, minus that play, he looks like he has been in the league for like 5 years at this point. He's yeah. only in the second year. He looks so mature. Other than that one play, I, I you know that's just a, that's that that to me was like, oh, he's still in the second year. What, but yeah. the way he he's the number 1 receiver man on the outside. He has stepped up to that position. He is everything and everything like they said in the draft. He looks fantastic. Great. Yeah, DK Metcalf looks like uh he could be one of the next top 5 receivers in the NFL. Yeah, at no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah, Seahawks look incredible. I mean, they they still got some shit to figure out on defense, but if yeah. they can get that sorted out, I mean, even then, the offense is so good. It's like Kansas City from the last few years. I mean, they're just going to put up like 30-plus every game, it seems like. That's what they've done so yeah. far. So. Their running game worries me a little bit. Chris Carson went out with an injury. Yeah, but other than dirty that, play, I thought. Yeah, yeah. For, oh, yeah, dirty play. That alligator death roll. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Um, but Super yeah, I like, I really, I am a big fan of the Seahawks going forward. Russell Wilson is my fantasy quarterback, so I will be rooting for the Seahawks all season. Yeah. Yeah. He had a, what do you have for you? Like 36 points or something like 36 that? 36 points. Yep. 36 yeah. points. Insane. Uh, then we, uh, this game was a little bit of surprise for me. Lions Cardinals. I thought this yeah. was a lock for the Cardinals, but I guess not. I think uh, again, like. Kyler Murray is looks like he is like at some in some plays he looks like he's a vet. Some plays he looks like he's a rookie. He had some pretty bad interceptions this game. Should have had more. But he had a really good run in. Uh, I think it was like one of their early touchdowns in the first quarter where he like he did like two moves and then he like went to the outside and got the touchdown. And he just he has some great flashes. I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray. Not a good game from him. Matt Stafford played like a veteran. And that de- that Lions defense came through. Yeah, the Lions aren't great, but they're not bad enough to the point to where they can yeah. pull out some big wins every night. They're a good then. nine and seven team, I think. They should yeah. win nine games. Yeah, they had their their backs against the wall too, so they had to yeah, win they this need, and they did. They had to win this game, yeah. And the Cardinals are still two and one. I think their Cardinals are in a fine position still. I think this game is just uh just a little learning curve. They should have won this game. They're at home. They should. Yeah, won it's tough with Seattle winning too, because you never know yeah. what's gonna. And and San Francisco won as well, so yeah. they, this is a pretty rough loss for them. But it's, yeah, you know, they're young. They're figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, Bucks Broncos. This game was uh, totally Snoozer. boring. Snoozer. Buccaneers. It was a snoozer. Buccaneers should have won. They won handily. Defense Not much to say. Great. Yeah, I picked up the the, the uh, best pickup I had in I think this fantasy season. I picked up their defense, and I think I'm going to stick with them for another. I think for the next couple of games because they yeah. play the Chargers next. 
outside of and, OneDrive, they, they played exactly how they should have played that game. I know the Broncos yeah. had tons of injuries, and they had backups in there and all and that. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't fault the Broncos for being shit. Like, they were just decimated all over the place. Yeah. But it was still, it's nice to see the, like, I'm so used to backup quarterbacks just lighting the Bucks up and, like, having the game of their career. And for the Bucks to actually step up and dominate as and they do should. what they're supposed to do. Yeah, like, that, yeah. that, that to me is, like, a, what makes a, that's like a really good sign for any team that's supposed to be good is when they defeat bad teams like they should like 28 to 10 like that is a uh you just uh inflicted your will on them like that's that's exactly what should have happened and that's a good sign moving yeah they basically the had the game on ice after the first half and that was good yeah yep. then we got packers saints in the monday and sunday night it was a good game. It was a good shootout between the two quarterbacks. And again, Aaron Rodgers, you could put him in a, you put him in the Superdome with no fans. You put him in any any state, any indoor stadium with no fans. He's gonna win. He's I'm gonna sorry. He's gonna light you up. Yeah, the fuck. Aaron Rodgers is continues. playing insane. Twenty one for 32, 283 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And, and a, Alvin Kamara played out of his fucking mind yes he is uh also on my fantasy team yeah (laughs) 13 receptions for 130 139 yards and two touchdowns yeah with old noodle arm drew there (laughs) just the dinky dunky yep dinky dunky dinky dunky drew dunky drew (laughs) but uh, and the saints are one and two man second place in their division they got to turn it around sooner rather than later, I think. They got to get a good win going. We'll see. I'm not sure who they play week four, but we'll get to it. Um, then we had Monday Night Football, which, which should have been a bet, the best game of the, the week. Disappointing. The Chiefs just uh, proved to everybody, yeah, we're the Super Bowl favorites. Don't even think about the, the Ravens at this point. Yeah, I mean, the, the offense, from what I saw, looked like shit. I honestly didn't watch too much of this game because of the Lightning game last night. But I saw enough. Mahomes looked great. Uh, the Baltimore defense and offense looked shitty. I mean, they did almost come back in the third. I thought, okay, this might become a game, but, yeah, but Mahomes the shut Ravens that down. Def- yeah, it's just whenever like they when the Chiefs spread everybody out and they have everybody running routes, they always forget that Patrick Mahomes is somewhat of an athlete and he can run. Yeah. He, it's like he's gonna get those first downs. He's gonna run in for those touchdowns. They're designed so well. I mean, everyone yeah. is so fast in their. And that defense court. is gonna get better each week. Let me tell you, I think that defense is gonna get way better. They played a really good game. I mean, they held the Ravens to twenty points. That like, yeah, that, that, that's a very rare occurrence. Yeah, I mean, they made Lamar Jackson look awful. <laughs> yeah, they they really. Did. He threw for ninety-seven yards. Just terrible, terrible game. Awful. I don't, I don't really pin it on Lamar either, though, because it's just everyone on Baltimore yeah. played bad. Yeah, it was really only special teams is where Baltimore. They had a they, they had a really good first drive, and they got up to I would say let's say the ten yard line. It was fourth and three, and they decided to kick it. Mm. That to me, you can't do that against the Chiefs, man. You yeah, got to you... score touchdowns. Like the, the thinking is like, oh, we're gonna get three points here, and then like what? The Chiefs are gonna just march down, score yeah. a touchdown, and then you're gonna stall out, and then you're gonna be down fourteen three. You can't bank on getting a stop. Against yeah, the Chiefs. you can't you really bank can. on it. You gotta look. You're gonna, if you save like you have Lamar Jackson, and your offense is dynamic enough to where you can get three yards. You can't get three yards if it's fourth and three. You gotta Chiefs, go for it. And you gotta go for it. And you're in, 15, and you're you in the red zone. And you're yeah. in the red zone. You gotta go for it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think if, as if you're within the 45 yard line and you got fourth and three against the Chiefs, you gotta go for it. Sorry, 
Sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is because they're going to fucking ramp. They're going to score on you all over the place. Um, let me see. Uh, do I have anything else to say about this game? Not really. I think the Chiefs just totally just uh, manhandled them. They just looked like the better team. Oh, my question was: I, a lot of people in the sports sporting world said, like, one, I'm not sure who said it, but do you think the the Chiefs just closed up home field advantage for the playoffs with that win? Um, it's still so early. Let me look at the other teams in the AFC though, just to make sure. I mean, yeah, I don't see Pittsburgh and the Titans keeping pace, even though they're three and zero. Um, looking at, I'm the, I'm not entirely sold on the bills yet but Mm -hmm. the bills could have something to say about that the patriots i'm also not ruling out especially Mm -hmm. with them playing next week if the patriots beat the chiefs that changes the conversation a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, okay and i think the patriots could beat the chiefs i don't think they will but there's there's a chance all right all right i agree i agree i think it's still a little too early to say that but um I think that was a big game for the. I think the Ravens just lost a really big game. I think it's yeah. going to hurt them down the later later down the season. I kind of I thought that they might they played really well the first two weeks, but I do have a feeling they're in for a bit of a reality check this year, where they still make the playoffs, but mm-hmm. they, uh, it's going to be a little uglier. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take a quick. I got to go take a quick PP break, so we'll be back. Moving on to week four. Are you oh, ready for over. Thursday night? Are you ready for the greatest Thursday night football game of all time? Uh, by the way, me and uh, this was the, uh, we, we did our picks from last week. I had the Pats. You had the Raiders. We both had the Rams. We both had the Seahawks. We both I, had, I the had the Packers. The I had the Pats. You had the Pats? Okay. I had the Pats. You had the Pats. Pats. And Pats. we both had the Ravens, right? I think so. Yeah. I think we both picked the yeah. Ravens. That was, our, that was our one loss. Yeah. We're pretty okay. good. We're doing nice. pretty good so far. Um, Thursday night football. This has to be the worst Thursday night football game of all time. This is awful. I am. Not I can't watching. think. I am not watching this. Fuck you couldn't pay me to watch this game. No. No. <laughs> oh my god. So and then people thought the Dolphins Jaguars game was bad. This is terrible. Yeah, no. This is, is really bad. Movie night. Yeah, Thursday night is definitely movie night. Ugh. Let me see here. We got Saints Lions. I think is a good game. This is a big game for both teams. Yeah, I think this... I, I, I I'm gonna take the Saints here. Yeah, uh, I would win. say Saints twenty eight Lions fourteen, but I think it's a, I think it's gonna be more. It's gonna be a competitive game. Yeah, I'm gonna go Saints twenty six Lions twenty three. I think this is one where it kind of hangs in the balance for a little bit too long, and the Saints win, but no one's feeling good about them. All right. But we don't know if Michael Thomas is going to come back or not because he's he's still week to week, right? He is still week to week. I don't think he's going to play this game. Okay. I wouldn't play him this early. Let him rest. Yeah. Um. Here's another good game: Jaguars Bengals. That's an awful battle of the cats. Battle of the cats. It's in. I I I'm going to predict Joe Burrow. I'm not going to give a score, but I am going to predict Joe Burrow gets his first win here. Yeah, I think so too. I think they're they're due. They were. I thought they were going to win last game and uh, yeah. didn't happen. Um, Steelers and Titans looks like a good game. Two three and no teams. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Titans here. Actually, I don't. You know what? I'm going to go with the Steelers in this. I'm going to go for Steelers with the upset. 
Yeah, I'm gonna and go I think s- it's going to be really close. I think I'm going to go 17-13. It's going to be low Ooh. scoring. I'm going to go Pittsburgh 28, Titans 21. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh wins too. All right. Uh, Browns-Cowboys. I think this is a big game for the Cowboys and the Browns. Yeah. The Cowboys can't go 1-3 th- and the and Cleveland, if they want to stay in this division and they want to make the playoffs, they can't go two and two here. Good game. I, I'm going to take the Cowboys in this. They're home. Cowboys coming off a loss. They're playing the Browns. They can't lose, right? I think the Browns are going to win. I think the Browns oh. win 37-31 in overtime. Wow. 37-31 OT, OT Browns. Mm-hmm. I think they do it. I think the the Cowboys defense is just not inspiring a lot of confidence right now. Um, and the Browns, I think, will just run all over them. I'm going to go 31-24 Cowboys. Yeah, that one will be interesting. All right, we got... Who else we got? Mm. Uh, Cardinals-Panthers, I think, is a big game for the Cardinals if they want to stay in that division. I'm not going to I'm not gonna put a score on that. I think the uh, win, they're in they're in uh they're at the Panthers for that. So we'll see. Um Colts and Bears, Pace? do you want to do that one or? Uh, yeah. God, I'm not really that interested. They just technically have good records. Honestly, that's a coin flip game for me. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how Foles plays, though. I'm not yeah. terribly interested. Yeah. Uh, Patriots Chiefs. I think that's going to be a good game. Despite I think the Chiefs going to win this game, I think it's going to be pretty competitive. Um, I'm going to say Chiefs. Thirty-eight, Pats, twenty-seven. Yeah, I hyped up uh, New England having a chance in this game, but I think Kansas City will step up to the plate and blow them out. I think it'll be Kansas City forty-one, New England twenty-one. I like how that Kansas City defense has been playing this year. Me too. They arguably got the the win against LA. Kansas City's defense has really been stepping up. I don't yeah. think they've allowed more than twenty points in a game this year. I think every game has been twenty, twenty, twenty. Now I'm gonna say this game. I'm not gonna give a score for this game, but I think put the Bills in an upset upset alert here. Just uh, watch this game. Bills Raiders. Bills are at, at Las Vegas. I think the Bills are due for an upset. Yeah, they should have should have lost this Sunday. So yeah. I could see and I could see I think Vegas has been playing pretty decent. I mean Yeah, England. me too. They're not playing awful. And they're gonna be playing at home. Yeah. And they did play really good against the Saints at home, so we'll see. Yeah. Um then we have a stinker of a Sunday night game. I'm not watching this. Eagles I mean either Eagles forty ers If the Eagles lose this man It's over. It's over. Eagles cannot lose. They cannot lose this game. 49ers are without <laughs> all of, all their best players, yeah, including Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think so. they just lost Jordan Reed too to an ankle. Yeah, game. they lost. Yeah, so. like if the Eagles lose, man. If the Eagles lose, man, I'm gonna throw it up to the 49ers coaching staff for putting together a really good roster. <laughs> yeah, right. No doubt. I mean, how deep is that team? Or, or just how yeah. lucky are they to be playing the Jets, Giants, and Eagles in consecutive weeks and their yeah. uh, their most injured. You know, yeah, and I will say, season. I will say, I like the 49ers backup quarterback Nick Mullins. 
He is a good backup. He he's a really good backup, and I think I, to me, he I'm the least worried about the quarterback's position for the 49ers. It's just their defense is decimated. Their skill player. I'm not sure if George Kill is going to play. Debo Samuel is not going to play. Man, that is a like I feel so bad for the 49ers. They really didn't deserve any of the, <laughs> any yeah, of that. They the Eagles got to win. Who? Yeah, yeah. The Eagles, based off of the talent on that team and the schedule that they've had, they should be going into this game two and one. They're for sure. Oh, two and one. They should win this based off the situation. If they don't, it's that team's going to start giving up. Yeah. I mean, like it's not going to give it up. I think Carson Wentz is done. I think, I think G might see Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Doug P. I, 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 it's got to be kind of on him at some point. Yeah, yeah. But again, he did win a Super Bowl with the Eagles not too re- like pretty recently. I like. I'm not sure how much you. I don't think Doug Peterson is in a position where he's going to lose his job. But I just I think like the hot seat will be turned on just a bit if they don't win this game. I don't think Doug Peterson's gonna be fired from the Eagles. I think he's gotta win at least five or I six. I don't think he's coaching for his job. his job. I'll just say that. I don't think I, he's coaching well, for his job. I think job. I don't think he'll get fired during the year. But if hmm. this team is like a two or three win team at the end of the year, I think it's heavily talked about. Hmm. I agree with that. Alan. Then we have, a, I think this Monday night football game is going to be a little underrated Falcons Packers. I think the Falcons are, are a fun team. Like they're going to, th- they're going to put up points. I think their offense is like pretty decent. And and I think the Packers, I think this is going to be a pretty close. I don't think it's going to be close, but I think it's going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be a shootout for the first half. Can so we, I'm going to go, go for it. I was going to say, can we also add a tiebreaker to this, uh, to this prediction and, Try to figure out how much of a lead the Falcons are going to blow in the fourth quarter. Oh, that's a good one. All right, I'm going to go Packers forty-one, Falcons twenty-four, and I would say they had a twenty-four point lead going into <laughs> going into the third quarter. <laughs> okay, all right. all right, I like that. I like that. I'm going to say the Packers win thirty-three to twenty. And the Falcons have a 10-point lead midway through the third quarter. All right. What'd you, I'm sorry, what was the score again for you? Uh, 33-20, final score. I think the Packers run off 23 unanswered on them All right. in the second half. All right, those are the picks of the week for us. Um, I think this is a okay week for football. Nothing crazy. No big matchups like there was uh, this week. Um, it's a couple good ones, but yeah, I, I yeah think some good, sleeper good games here. Another good red zone. Week. I thought red zone was awesome this week. Oh yeah, red zone is great. I think this is going to be a good red zone week. Yeah, I will be watching my Dolphins play the Seahawks. I think that game is going to be a little closer than people think. A little closer. I think I think it could be a bit of a shootout. Um, Me too. I think that'll be interesting. Chargers Bucks probably mm-hmm. going to be pretty boring as well. Yeah, I think, yeah. If the Bucks should another. do, it should be another twenty-eight to ten victory for the Bucks there. Yeah, they just got they're continuing to work on their chemistry, but the the mm-hmm. Bucks should have their first interesting game since week one. Uh, mm-hmm. And I five. will say, Gronk played pretty. Uh, from what I saw, he looked a little uh, looked a little bit more lively. Yeah, him and OJ Howard that. were a lot more involved, and they probably will be this week because Godwin mm-hmm. uh, tweaked his hamstring, so they, he might be yeah. out this next game. I wouldn't rush him back. Well, 
I think that's. Uh, do you have anything else you want to bring up, Nick? Uh, or is, uh, is this is this a sign off? Thanks for listening. Sign off. Yeah. Um, you're coming on. Should we uh, cross promote oh. your appearance on Creative Indifferences coming up? Probably in like three or four weeks, based off of yeah. how we release our episodes. But uh, I will be on Creative the Creative Indifferences podcast. Um, I'll be talking about my uh, pitch for the Doctor Anthony Fauci biopic. Oh, that's what it is. I I didn't know what it was. That's gonna be no. Like, it's not gonna be that. Oh. It's uh, it's it's not that. But I I wanted it to be that. Colton turned me down. Yeah, you know he's like that. He's a, he's <laughs> look, Doctor Anthony Fauci. He's an interesting man. He's, he's afraid a... of taking any gambles. Uh, understandably so. We don't really have much to gain from risking <laughs> talking about that. But we also don't have anything to lose. So. And Colton is a huge pandemic guy. So. He yeah, Colton like is, <laughs> yeah, Colton, big Trump guy, hates <laughs> hates all the libtards. Yeah, <laughs> oh. if you actually if you uh, watch uh, Red Zone streams on uh, Crack streams, um, you can actually see a lot of uh, Colton comments about um, <laughs> Trump and Breonna Taylor and Sleepy Joe. <laughs> That's all him. That's all Colton. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. We'll see you back next week. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes and share it with a friend or two who likes a good sport. Goodbye.